Hey folks, Chris again. I've gotten a little behind on the Twitter, thanks. Join these four people at the Forestcast on Twitter. Ian Malden, Shrimp and Crits, Oregon Roller 20, John Gibson, Will Hose, and Roll for Grace. Thanks all of you for the follow. Just a quick programming note, this is the last episode of The Respite, and then we have a little bit of bonus content, including a special guest appearance and a short one-shot in a different story with different characters. As mentioned on Twitter, we tried the guest appearance earlier, but their audio didn't get captured, so we had to record another one, or we'll have to, that's happening this week. We're very excited for that, so look out for that hopefully sometime next week if I can get it edited in time. And with that, on to the show. Last time on Out of the Forest. Why don't we just double back, because if there's some kind of connection between each of these monsters that maybe we missed. Like, maybe... I, I, I don't know, maybe... Maybe the backrooms monster was Hank. You know what I mean? If someone dies in this town from one of the creatures and they become one, then... I don't know, maybe we can find some kind of connection here. Nunos, I asked you if you'd killed that man. That's Delilah's dad. She asked me if I knew what happened to her dad, and I asked you, I asked you all what happened and if you knew, and you said you did not know anything. If we want to get to the bottom of where the monsters are coming from, it seems like either we need to further investigate the pit and what is causing monsters to come out of it, whether something has to go into it to be exchanged, Arish Kegel, we are on the third floor of this apartment complex. Well, you're not the only one who can choose to appear where he may. Normally with things like this, there's just one big ancient evil that we can punch it to death, but this time not so much. I don't suppose any of these spirits of the lost souls of Munsdale have ended up in your care? But I, I do get the occasional one, but yes, uh, I get what you're leading at. None of the spirits of those who have been killed by monsters have made it our way. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a bunch of crab bosses. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I am Chris and I am your GM slash keeper and I'm joined by my players. I'm Evan and I play Baron. I'm Dominic and I play Kernunus. I'm Jessica and I play Enoch. And I'm Alistair and I play Isaac. Alright, so you guys, after your chats and after the rude interruption of Erish Kegel, um managed to kind of calm down you you had some extra chatter here and there but for the most part for some night you all sat around the tv eventually ate some dinner and then all found various places to sleep around Kernunis's uh place i i know before we started recording i said i was just gonna skip to the morning but i do want to know where everyone slept actually <laughs> i think i think Eno probably slept on the couch did they just like fall asleep unintentionally just laying there gripping their box of money <laughs> well i think i think i think enif eventually like put put down the box and like because i know um isaac had given them like pjs and stuff so i think they did change into that um to be more comfortable and uh 
And I'm sure, like, their stuff was, like, smelled of rubble. Yeah. You know? Um, so, uh, and then I know that, like, I think, I think Kernunos gave, gave them, like, a blanket, so, um, I think they kind of changed and then, like, just kind of went back to the couch and ended up just kind of falling asleep. That's fair. Where did Isaac and Baron sleep? I also, I, I'm not, I don't actually know what sleeping arrangement Kernunos and, uh, Balanus have either for that, for... Um... I, I I would assume they both have a bed. Do they sleep in the same bedroom, or do they have a separate room entirely? Uh, two bedrooms, I assume. All right. Does Balanos need to sleep? You know, that's an. Or does Kernunos, Kernunos need, to sleep? need to sleep? Right? We, I think we've established that Kernunos doesn't "quote unquote" need to sleep, but he does steadily get less and less effective at doing things the longer he doesn't. Correct. Okay. Now I would assume that Balanus is the same way. Yeah, they're they, they made from the. Oh, same. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. I would just like imagine her turning into a tree or something to rest, <laughs> <laughs> turning back into a person. She gets really tired at night. She, she gets tired at night, but it's mostly just because the sun's not out. <laughs> she just she doesn't have a bed. She's got a large uh, a planter. <laughs> planter. And just a large pot. She dips her pee, <laughs> feet into the feet soil, in the just soil. like poof. <laughs> All right. Uh... I, I, I'm just guessing that, like, you got two couches, so either Isaac or Baron sleeps on the second couch, and then, I don't know, a recliner? Baron, become, Baron uh, becomes a wolf and sleeps on the floor. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure. offer to sleep in the tub if necessary, but. You were going to what? <laughs> okay, I did not what a, expect what a that. College th- what a college student yeah, thing. Yeah, grab a pillow, grab a blanket, sleep in, sleep the, in the tub. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I, I was right. just gonna say that Baron brought right. like a sleeping bag or something. It was probably on the floor. I, you're, okay, yeah, sure. There aren't two couches. I, I was wrong. Baron sleeping in a sleeping bag on the floor, and Isaac sleeping in the fucking bathtub. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Glad we sorted this out. You all, with the exception of Kerninus, who's probably up already, uh, wake up to the sound and smell of a uh, sizzling bacon. Well, that's delightful. Um, like we all wake up at the same time? A- around the same time. Some of you probably take a little longer to, to come come to wakeness than others. I, I doubt that. Uh, I uh, I'm assuming the smell probably gets to Isaac in the bathroom last. Um, but yeah, it's it's probably eight or nine in the morning it's not too too early um but it's not like egregiously late uh and you're also all sleeping in various forms of not especially comfortable places so like your sleep was probably late at best okay um yeah i think enif is gonna like wake up and uh probably realize that they aren't in their bed like in their house and get remember everything that happened and get like, not upset again, but definitely be, like, you know, like, down about it, um, and head over to the kitchen. Alright, you head on over there. I, I think I've established before that there's just, like, a, a breakfast nook with a number of bar stools around it, uh, marking, like, the edge of the kitchen, separating it from the living room that it, you know, shares walls with. And Balanos, uh, goes, good morning, Enif, I'm just preparing a little bit of breakfast. Do you, do you like bacon? Uh, sure. Thank you. 
Um, we also have uh, Caninus uh, saw on the, the TV and picked up some uh, pulpit tarts. They, they, they say they're toasted pastries, but we don't actually have a toaster, so... Uh, I don't think I've ever had them, but I'll I'll try. <laughs> All right, uh, poppable and... poppable tarts. <laughs> she she pulls out a a, a, a cardboard box of of cin- cinnamon brown sugar pop tarts and puts them on the breakfast nook and gets back to cooking the bacon. Uh, I think Enif's gonna gonna open those, take out a package, and start nibbling on them. Balanos uh, tosses a couple more bacon on on a, a plate she has to the right, and tosses a couple more into the pan, and then goes over and you see she's got like some potatoes on the cutting board. She's like, "I'm also making some uh, hash browns." Thank you, Balanos. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Baron and Isaac, you two both eventually wake up, and I don't know where Caninus is. That's really Dom's decision. He's just like nude. In the woods. <laughs> I, <don't know>. okay. <laughs> I think I think he legitimately does have some kind of morning routine where he goes out like really early in the morning. Um, in fact, I think he's he probably... steals. He goes. He goes out to other people's mailboxes and steals their coupons. <laughs> that's, how, that's how they've been living. So that's cheaply. a felony. I think he's actually at Dotri's diner, just like taking, like letting him know that he's not going to be available for the next few days. That's fair. Because shit exploded. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, you, you you let your employer know that you're going to need the next couple of days off because, like, a, a terrible, terrible loss to a close friend. Family emergency. Family emergency. Um, and presumably, uh, come back into the apartment around the time everyone's rousing. I think is by far last to the table. <laughs> <laughs> he did sleep in a tub. He did. He's also a college kid and... We'll probably sleep for 12 hours if given the chance. Everyone went to bed. Isaac was up till four. <laughs> Playing video games. What is circadian rhythm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just watching YouTube videos, actually. <laughs> I've descended down a deep, dark hole. Uh, I, think, I think Baron, like, slowly wanders over and is just like... Ah. Bella Ooh. is running around your feet as you make your way over to the, the breakfast. <laughs> like, I, I know, I know, uh, Bellas, you guys got any coffee? Oh, of course. Uh, there's a little bit in the pot right there. Nice. It's uh, mostly fresh. I only made it a little, little bit ago. Any type of coffee will do right now. He just <laughs> kind of finds a mug and pours himself a cup. Same for yeah. you, Master Canunas. Uh, coffee's on in the pot. Thank you, Bellas. And uh, he gets himself a cup as well. That's fair. Um, she walks over to, to, to you, Enif, and, uh, uh, sets, sets a mug of tea, uh, next to your Pop-Tarts and goes, you, you prefer tea, correct, Enif? Uh, yes, thank you. Of course. Uh, how are you feeling? Uh, still, still, um, a little shocked, but I'll, I'll be okay. Understandable. Take all the time you need, and let me know if you need anything else. And Enif's gonna drink some tea and eat those pop tarts (laughs) they're fine they're pop tarts perfectly balanced breakfast i mean pop tarts are fine cold you don't have to toast them i've eaten cold i don't actually ever toast them personally yeah anybody totally and the 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 brown sugar like the brown sugar cinnamon ones are especially good cold y'all there is they have pretzel pop tarts now what they're not great i don't recommend them that That sounds awful that goes against like the nature of a pop tart 
They were salty and sweet, is the idea, but in reality, it just tastes like a Pop-Tart. <laughs> Ow. The, the sweet <laughs> you one, know? you know. And the, nothing will change, Kellogg, unless you start sponsoring us. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we will I, change. Hold on, does, who makes Pop-Tarts? I think, uh, I think it's, it's right. Kellogg's. It's either Kellogg or Nabisco. It's gotta be Pop Tart. It's gotta be Pop Tart. It's gotta be Pop Tart. It's gotta have my Pop Tart. Introduced in 1964. Holy shit. The beatings will continue, Kellogg's, until you sponsor us. Please sponsor us. We need money. And Isaac is the last person. Back to our breakfast RP. Yeah. He grabs one of the Pop Tart packets and just goes and sits on the couch. Of course he does. Um scrolling through tumblr without even like looking at anything he's looking at no actually um i think he's texting priyanka or he's he's composing a, a he's, text to he's priyanka. just on tiktok fucking millennials <laughs> <laughs> he's doing that Fortnite dance in the corner he's composing a tiktok to send to priyanka <laughs> oh no here we go that's how to get through to her all right yeah you're you're preparing a text message to, to send to priyanka as you sit down on the couch as Baron nurses his coffee, Enith nibbles at their Pop-Tarts, and I guess Cornelius starts pouring himself a, a cup He's of coffee looking as well. at, And what? also flipping through a newspaper. Okay. And Balanos is, is cooking up bacon and hash browns. So, I don't know if um, this is the right time to bring it up. I've been a little concerned about Iris lately. She hasn't been acting normal um, and I think the the thing that happened uh, near the river was related to her. I'm not sure if you guys are interested in coming with me, but I know when we were at the Polymer Labs, um, they had been doing some research on ghosts, and I'm wondering, you know, maybe if... Fuck, what's her name? Dr. Russell? Yep. No, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Russell. Dr. Yeah, Russell. She's, she's the one that's dead, though. Yep. Yes. Fuck, what was the, um, mom's Lynn Bosch. Yeah, Miss Bosch. And I was wondering, um, if maybe Miss Bosch would let me take a look at some of the research, because we kind of did help them. Um, she's Seema's mom, so I'm trying to get Seema's phone number, uh, to ask if maybe she can help us get in touch, but I know there's a lot of stuff going on right now, and even if I know you're probably devastated after your shop, um, you guys don't have to come with me, but I think I need to try to figure this out for Iris. No, I... I think... I'll come with you. Um, it'll be good for me to... If I just sit here and think about it, it's just, it's just gonna drive me crazy. Um, Bosch, that was... The person... I, I think... I think I remember the name. Um... She's the one that gave Polymer. us the tour. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, her. I remember going to the labs would be a good idea. Um, that's where we found the orb. And I know the agency had something to do with that project. And if they had something to do with any of the other projects, it would be good for us to know. We might be able to find out a lot there. Not just about Iris and what might be wrong with her. Um, but about, like you said, the orb, maybe if the agency is involved with the void, um, the source of the monsters and some magic, we might have some answers there. That's a good idea. 
um, and even if, because uh, I totally forgot about this um, until like when I was thinking about stuff uh, for today, um, but and Enif kind of like absentmindedly like like touches their hair and is like, I might have to to change this first, <laughs> which is still bubblegum pink, <laughs> the old fashioned way with hair dye. Not magic. Well, they they lost their stuff. Yeah, don't uh, rub salt in the explosion. Thanks, Baron. I forgot. <laughs> I thought you. Oh yeah, no, you're repairing your focus. But... Well, we can do that first, um, and then when we're ready to go, we could maybe head over there this afternoon. Okay. You all, of course, are welcome to stay here as long as you'd like. I I have no problem with that. That one just goes. Yes, yeah, so long as we're. Uh... Somewhat subtle about that. I do, I do, I do not know that uh, it's in the renters' agreement to have so many people staying here at once. Balanus <laughs> is so by the books. <laughs> We're just your extended family, Balanus. No, of course. I, I, I personally have no problems with it. Uh, but uh, uh, hefty, hefty fines apply to, to breaches in the renters' agreement. And and Kenneth uh, spent a lot of our spending money on what was it? Acid and beer on 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 Trigazon? Uh, yes, quite, <laughs> quite. I suppose you did tell me the the necessity, so I understand. But if we don't have enough extra funds to be spending on on renters' fines, <laughs> the bare necessities: acid and beer. <laughs> Large amounts at that. Not even just. Balanus opens the fridge to show all the beers. Deals. And just, mm. <laughs> Rips she, down the wall, goes like, outside, shows the she, big dumpster full of acid, <laughs> of acid and beer. Uh, God, a la SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I suppose Baron still has a place to live, and as do you, Isaac. So I don't, I don't, I, I don't mean to be rude. I'm just trying to to think. Uh, economically here oh no that makes total sense um i definitely think that enif needs somewhere to stay where they feel safe you're welcome to to come here and and, and stay as often as you like but uh again just be subtle about it that's all and uh she she finishes moving the bacon and and the hash browns between several plates and hands them out to everyone and goes uh feel free to eat as much as you like uh any that you don't i'll well, if you've taken a bite out of it, I'll just toss it. But if you haven't touched it yet, I'll put it in some Tupperware and have leftovers for a couple of days. No, thank you. Um, and uh, she she uh, eats a little bit of her bacon, and then she goes, Well, I must be off to work. Uh, good luck with everything you're doing today. Uh, don't forget to lock up before you leave, Caninus. Wait, where does Belnos work? I think we... Secretary for someone, I think. An office or something, yeah. It's it's not well established. <laughs> Belmus leaves and the door shuts behind her. Okay. <laughs> no further questions. Got it. <laughs> something very legal. Goodbye. <laughs> Baron Kernunus, do you guys want to come with us to Polymer Labs later today, or do you have something else that you wanted to do? I mean, it... Um... It might not be a bad idea to at least check and see what we can find. We're trying to figure out what you know what happened to Iris. I mean, we, maybe we should check any records that we possibly can about you know, a girl drowning in a town. Usually, that'll show up in a newspaper release or something. Yeah, we could definitely take a look. 
back at City Hall last time we were there, they um, they certainly gave us the runaround. I think it'd be safe to say. It would be a good idea to figure out any history of this town. It seems the agency might have tried to to cover things up, but if we could dig deep enough, maybe we can find the actual history. All right. Well, then it looks like we're splitting up. Uh, Baron and I will go to the town hall, and the two of you check out the polymer labs. Sounds yeah. good. Good luck. All right. Uh, and with that, I'm going to kind of skip a little bit here, just a very minute bit. Isaac, I want you to go ahead and roll manipulate someone to try and get... Uh, Seema's number from Priyanka, and also just in general, tell me what you texted her. I am rolling sharp. Alright. I got a nine. What did you send um, uh, Priyanka? I'm sending her uh, Hey Priyanka, smiley face. I was hoping you <laughs> could give me Seema's phone number. I need to text her. Um. Yeah, so it's alarmingly fast that you get a response from Priyanka. Like, you hit send, and faster than it feels like someone could type a response, uh, Priyanka responds with a that depends. What can you do for me? Why does that sound so Too weird? Too early for this. <laughs> what do you want, Priyanka? <laughs> it, and, and to, I don't know if it's the way Chris said it, but it sounds so weird. It, uh, the, the response comes back and just says, information. Okay, um, sure. What do you want to know? Uh, this one actually takes a little bit extra time. Uh, and Priyanka's response comes back. Like, what's... You know secrets. What are they? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know secrets, so, so tell me now. Tell me. She's tell bad me at this. Secrets. She is so bad at this. Um, you should just text back the real ending of Lost was this. <laughs> <laughs> it was the polar bear all along. Oh, God. Yeah. Um... <sighs> When did she see us last? We were at the school, right? Uh, last time you met, I believe, was when she found you at your motel room. Yeah. Um, okay. He'll write, um, okay, but don't tell anyone. Uh, she sends back the emoji of of, of a zipped up face. Okay. Um, I'm in witness protection. Oh my god. <laughs> That's why I had a hotel room. That's why I've been involved with some of the weird things going on. I already know too much. I can't involve you anymore. Otherwise, you'd be in danger. Oh my god. Um, That's actually a pretty good line. Yeah, it's actually really fucking solid. Uh, This one, again, uh, Priyanka takes a a little while to respond to, and she goes, All right, dot, dot, dot. Your secret's safe with me, dot, dot, dot. For now, dot, dot, dot. And then there's a phone number at the bottom. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Thank you. Uh, And then he'll text Seema um, and say, Hey, this is Isaac. Um... 
sorry, I got your number from Priyanka. I hope it's okay to text you. Um, I know your mom works at Polymer Labs, and I ran into her with my friends a little while ago. Uh, we were hoping, and this is a big ask, um, for a favor. Do you think you could get us in touch with her? Uh, yeah, go and give me another manipulate someone. <laughs> You're asking a lot Come of on. favors today. I really am. Ooh, that's, that's a, a six. six. Fuck. Um, hmm. Yeah, that is a six. That is a six. Oh, I do get <laughs> no. to mark that, though. <laughs> no, and we're beefing up security. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. We don't want um, you. Shoot. I, I, I wish I could think of a way anyone could actually help here. Uh, but I don't think there is in a text message conversation. Intimidation. Uh, Virtual intimidation. Seema uh, just straight up does not respond. Okay, that's fair. Um... Okay. Does she, does Sorry, she open the I... message? What? Does she open the message? Uh, can you does tell she... that from a text message? It depends. Uh, Sometimes you can if, see if it's been if read. If you both have Apple. Seema does not have that feature on her phone. Okay. I don't know whether Isaac does or not. That is a character choice for Alistair to make, but Seema does not. I don't think he does. Um, okay, Ian, if I was hoping I could get us in touch with her, uh, but... It looks like Seema isn't responding, so maybe we just go over there and see what we can do. That sounds like a good idea. Um, I mean, I'm not 100% sure if this Bosch person will even let us, you know, read these, um, their secret research, you know, if it was so heavily guarded last time. We might have to yeah. prepare ourselves for the eventuality that we might have to break in i was really hoping not to have to do that um just just kind of don't rule it out okay we'll <laughs> we'll do our best Kernunos and Baron, you both arrive at City Hall. It's been... But God. first we stop for lunch at the Unaligned Deli. <laughs> of course, yeah, as is tradition. At the, the Unaligned Deli. I believe you established it was Ken's Deli in one of the radios. Um, so. And get some, some, some uh, pastrami. Um, and then you arrive at the City Hall, which you haven't been in, I, I guess, months at this point. Uh... You went there, was it during the the Beast of the Backrooms arc, right? Uh, yes. Because yes, so, we were looking yeah. up information on the college. That's fair. Um, you, so this is the first time they've been stopped there in this in this podcast. In the podcast, that was yes. Part of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you arrived there uh, when you went there months ago. Was to find out information about the college, try and understand if the the weirdness at it was due to its construction uh and were eventually more or less kicked out by the archivist uh sam uh who when you confronted them at the unaligned deli uh afterwards they gave you some very uh cryptic warnings about digging too deep in this town and now you're back uh <laughs> just across the street from it uh finishing up your pastrami sandwiches and tossing their wrappers in a nearby trash can we don't litter. It's yeah. important to know. Protect the environment, people. <clears throat> this is why I joined the force. <laughs> litter. So, um, 
I think a, a bit of division and conquering might be in order. If you want to look up information on Iris, I can start digging around to see if I can find anything about, I don't know, giant trenches or the organization or anything like that. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I, I don't know what we'll find in giant trenches, but I hope maybe at least something will lead us along the way. Never, never underestimate the incompetence of a human being. There's, there's got to be something in there that just didn't get scrubbed. Just because someone didn't notice it or just forgot. Yeah, you're not wrong. Humans right. do stupid things sometimes. Yeah, uh, so you both head on in there and take the route that between the two of you, you, you remember to the archives in City Hall. Uh, and as you enter in there, you do see Sam helping out uh, an elderly man around the corner. I just immediately put my head down, just like, <laughs> Just ignore him and kind of sneak her Sa- Sam looks over, uh, <clears throat> spots you, but you don't see the recognition in their eyes. And they go, uh, I'll be right with you if you need any help. Um, otherwise, uh, just ask me if you, you need to take anything, uh, check anything out. And uh, goes back to helping the old man, who seems extremely confused at the computer he sat at. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 old man at a computer. I, I'm, I, if my brain's as healthy as my body, I know I can figure this computer out. I, I I'm dragging and I'm dropping. And you say, I'm say for the last time, Mister O'Hulahan, you are trying to access the internet. You, there's no dragging or dropping required. <laughs> That'll keep him busy for a while. Oh man, we've got plenty of time to research. <laughs> All right. So, what are each of you doing? Uh, I am looking at microfiche. No, actually, Evan's <laughs> probably going to be looking at microfiche. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I think that's about accurate for the time period. What? What? When, when was it again? That I was was it fifty? No, seventies. Sorry, Alistair. That's a question for you. Uh, I think it was seventies. Okay. Well, there we go. Yeah, microfiche about that time. Uh, yeah, probably starting with like records of newspapers, like the local newspaper, I guess. Which have we even established what the local newspaper is? I don't think we've established a name for it. You guys have definitely looked through archives of it before. It's probably just like the Munsdale Herald. Munsdale Chronicles. Hmm. That's the name of our podcast. <laughs> It's the name of this arc. It's this arc, yeah. Not behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, campaign, I guess. More oh, accurate. yeah. Um, okay, so you're like looking at newspapers from around the 70s. Uh, yeah, go and give me an investigative mystery. Yes. All right, that's a 10, so you do get to ask two questions from that list. Um, yeah, so what are your questions? Um, As you, I guess... you rustle through these newspapers and this microfiche... Um, taking the care to read the instructions on the microfiche reader very carefully before activating it, having flashbacks to your time, uh, trying to do research at the library. Oh, God, yeah. Please, God, I hope there's no porn in this microfiche. (laughs) (laughs) What a discovery that would be. (laughs) Whoa, someone really fucked up here. The the Munster Herald is body. (laughs) Sam, you dirty dog. Wow. I guess to start, um, what happened here? Uh, You begin flipping through it just for any kind of what happened here. Uh, And you flip through it, and there are... I I said this uh, in an episode before the the, the podcast actually started, when uh, 
Isaac was doing similar research about like deaths in the town, and they're always very downplayed in the news. Uh, they, they they rarely make front page news, and when they do, it's stuff that like is very obviously mundane. Um, anything with uh, mysterious circumstances is at at most second page news, often towards the back, like crumpled in a little corner. Um, so finding information on deaths is very difficult. Um, however, you eventually do stumble upon one that did make the front page, and it is, it, it, it's a, a little girl who, who drowned in, a, uh, in an overflowing river. Um, it, it mentions, um, what, what did we say Iris's last name was? Hall. Hall. The, the, the Hall family lost the, their daughter Iris on, uh. No, no, well, no. We'll say a- April thirteenth of uh, of nineteen seventy two, and it 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 goes over the details. And reading this from your perspective, from like what you know about this town and how things are handled, it's very clear. It's phrased very specifically to explain that there was no supernatural cause to the death, like completely natural death completely it's, natural. It, it, nothing it's, it's, nothing it's, not, it's not like going, don't look into it it's not like going <laughs> super specific about it but the way it's phrased and like how the details it goes into are details explaining like uh died by drowning um declared dead at such and such time uh witnesses said they saw the, the girl uh following a toy she had dropped into the river um like like ju- just things that like seem like normal old pieces of information about like surrounding the death until you have the perspective of like what's this trying to hide and it's that like it's trying to explain like oh this death was completely natural uh deaths are normal De- n- normal deaths Boy, happen yeah. normally here <laughs> um, you'd be like you know it's the 70s girls will be girls drowning in <laughs> rivers and such <laughs> jesus what is your second question um i mean i think that kind of leads in it was already the one i was probably gonna click at or not click. Oh wow. Um, so like, anyways, probably just uh, what is being concealed here? Like any, um, is any hints that would like indicate what really happened? You're trying to read into it, see like if there's any twists to it or turns. Uh, and there is one oddity you notice as you read it, and that oddity is that like every time it mentions a witness, uh. it's like this witness who refused to be named and that's for all the witnesses in this case and like from what you had read previously most of the time there's at least one witness that gets named or like when there's only one witness listed it's it's whoever offered their name up uh no no one who was listed as a witness here chose to give their name damn that's super inconvenient (laughs) (laughs) um and those are your two questions. We're gonna hop over to Kernunus. What are what is uh, Kernunus's game plan? I think that his the first thing he's gonna look for is any like ecological studies of the forest, uh, and like or like not even that, just like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like land studies. Like government would undertake land studies to like map things out and like see where water, uh, you know, water lines were and things yeah. like that. And I want to see if there's a pit in anything. <laughs> Any any pit related myth like <laughs> information? Uh, yeah. Go ahead and uh, give me that investigative mystery. Okay, I also need to 
do a thing. Hold on. And I click there, and I click that, and I roll this die. That's a five. And that's a five. Wolf. <laughs> Two failed rolls out of four on one hey, of the image yeah, leveled up. Nice. Um, you begin looking through things, and um, you, you're, you're flipping through files, uh, trying to find any bit of information you can uh, on the forest, the surrounds, the city itself. Uh, and you're going further and further back, and you're realizing that like a lot of these studies don't go very deep in the forest at all. Like... The, the deepest one maybe goes like a mile in um and those are the ones that even touch the forest are, are fairly rare in and of themselves and you're, you're going further and further back uh and as you, you're starting to give up hope you're gonna find anything you s a uh, happen to hear a clack and you kind of go like into the shelves and look and you see a a small file that had like been tucked in and it has like almost fallen behind the, the shelf you're looking at and and you grab it and look at it and it is actually uh perhaps a bit on the nose it is it is stamped with a, a confidential stamp and as you open it um you, you see this like very old looking paper it looks like it's been through the years uh, but before you can uh, even really get any information from it uh, a hand comes from over your shoulder and snaps it shut and just goes oh dear that shouldn't be there I'm, I'm terribly sorry this got misfiled let me go put that in the place hold on a moment do I know you and Sam is standing right behind you uh, looking at you with critical eyes um no I, I don't believe so uh my name is Walter. Um, I, you are. I'm Sam, uh, the the archivist here. Uh, was there something you needed? Yes. Uh, I was actually looking for a map of floodplains. I'm looking to build a house, and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to uh, have to pay too much in flood insurance. Oh well, we have the. Uh... The ecological studies for, for stuff like that over here in the uh, the the permit the building permit section. Uh, I can take you right over there, uh, sir. Over there, uh, Sam calls out to you, Baron. Yeah, kind of fucking half like, uh, hi, hello there. You, you two came in together. Are you also looking up wetlands? Because you are by far the wrongest I've ever seen of a section. <laughs> uh, no, no, uh, I'm just kind of looking through. Uh, just trying to find some records here and some kind of past occurrences. You both are digging quite deep into the history of the town. There, you said wetlands, but you were looking at some very old land files. The property I'm looking at is farther out from town. I thought I was hunting in the right spot, but, well, I mean, you're the archivist. You know how many things there are here. Uh, yeah, go and give me a manipulate someone. Yeah, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right right this person. I am talking about floodplains. <laughs> uh, that's an eight. Um, that's the best I've ever rolled for manipulate someone. <laughs> Sam looks between the two of you and just goes, I swear I've seen you two somewhere before. Uh, hold on, I'm, I, I'm sorry, uh, We've had some uh, 
well, some issues with with the the, the archives and people uh, pulling the wrong files and taking them out. And I I'm I I don't want it to sound like I'm accusing you, but can never be too careful. I just need to make a quick phone call if you don't mind. I choke him out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sam is definitely super fucking suspicious. Like, yeah, they they certainly are very suspicious. <laughs> oh yeah, without a doubt. Didn't even recognize us, and he's still like, "You're looking at things suspiciously." God forbid, in the archive section. Somebody looks at something. <laughs> I just want to learn, man. All right, so knowledge so, so power. They, they have said they're going to make a phone call. All right, uh, fair enough. Um, and they walk over to a corner uh, where where their desk is, and, and pull over the phone and type. A few numbers, and then they hold the phone, and they're 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 waiting there for a little bit, and then they go, "Hello, yes, uh, I have two people here. Uh, one with uh, and uh, they quickly describe the two of you, and uh, talk about what you're looking up, and just goes, "Does that match an, um, any of our uh, no goes? I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'll. Yes, of course. And they hang up, and just goes. All right. Um, let me go and get, what 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 side of town did you need the the floodplains for? Or, uh, Baron, refresh my memory. Where is the property? Uh, Baron.exe has stopped working. I was just trying, <laughs> yes, I was I was like I need to look at the map because right, we're like we're looking for like the area closer to the outskirts of town, right? I just figured you'd lie and tell him somewhere. I mean, I was gonna basically tell him. Like around where my house is, basically, essentially in that yeah, same area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Baron describes kind of like the outskirts of town and the area, of, like not directly where his house is, of course, because that's there's already property there. Huh? Um, uh, gotcha. Uh, S- Sam uh, goes over to the um, the section that they indicated before and looks through the files for a second and goes. Here are those. Uh, let me know if you'd like to check them out and take them home, and uh, let me know if you need anything else. I'll, I'll be right here. And they go back to helping the, the old man at the computer, uh, but they don't take their eyes off you for long, and so you're not really able to do much research in the time you're there. So I, I roll out the map, just, uh, Baron, do the blue lines, are those good or bad? Enith and Isaac, you arrive by bus uh, to the, the bus stop across the street from the Polymer Labs. Uh, it stands much the same as it did in your previous visit, especially since the, the shattered uh, third-story glass is on the other side of the building. So do you think it's worth trying to ask them or get on their good side and come in and do research, or do you think we really do have to sneak in hmm I suppose it wouldn't hurt trying um Um, maybe one of us should go in there and ask for this Boch person just to talk to her and see how she reacts do you want me to do it Mm, it might be best I don't think I'm in the right state of mind to talk to anybody Okay. Um, wait here. I will see what I can do. 
All right. Uh, go to the lobby. Yeah, Isaac, you head on in through the, the double sliding glass doors into the lobby. Um, you see a, a, a man sitting at the receptionist desk. Uh, he looks extremely tired, uh, bags under his eyes, um, and is sort of looking at the computer down uh, a, a pair of glasses that are like at the edge of his nose. And um, he, a, a, as the... <laughs> The little tone plays welcoming you to the Munster Polymer Labs. He looks at you with his tired eyes and gives you a smile that, for, uh, surprisingly enough, actually seems pretty sincere. And he just goes, hello, uh, welcome to the labs, as the, the message said. Uh, can I help you today? Yeah, um, I was hoping maybe uh, Lynn Bosch is available for a quick meeting. Um, I'm friends with her daughter. Um, who may I tell her is asking? I can go ahead and uh, call her up and see if she's available. What was the name? It was for like Johnson, 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 and Johnson or something. Anderson. It was the Anderson. Uh, Anderson. <laughs> I don't remember uh, what name Isaac gave during that. Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah, oh, um, this is written down somewhere. Was, I think it was Oscar Martinez because I was halfway through the it was. It was, it was it. Oscar Martinez, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, Oscar Martinez? She should remember me. Okay, I'll uh, give her a quick call. You can have a seat if you'd like. Thank I'm, you. with, I'm with Johnson and Johnson. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was something like that. Uh, and he dials the extension and goes, Hello, uh, Miss Bosch. Uh, yes. Um, we have an Oscar Martinez here for you. Says you should remember him that he's friends with uh, your daughter. Yes. Um, one second. Uh, she is checking the same Oscar Martinez from the the investment group. Yes, that's me. Okay, uh, one second. Um, yes, that's him. Uh, and he is. Uh, yeah, he just arrived. No, I, I don't believe you forgot anything on your schedule. Let me. And he t types on the computer. Like, no, uh, looks like he just came. But uh, if you're free, um, he's waiting. I, I can tell him that you're, you're busy if you are. Okay, if you're sure. Uh, and he hangs his phone and goes, she'll be right down. Um, I don't know that she has a lot of free time, but uh, she'll be down in a moment. Great, thank you so much. Of course. Uh, he'll sit and kind of nervously fidget a bit uh, and just text Enif to let them know what's going on. All right. Is Enif just going to continue waiting? Yeah, just to kind of see, because I mean, if 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 Lynn Bosch is like yes, a okay, then Enif can come in there, but they don't necessarily want to like bust in there and yeah, ruin anything if she's like <laughs> can't just go. I am a student too again. Yeah, um, Enif's just gonna wait in the shade. That's fair. You you, you sit on the the uh, uh, bus stop bench underneath the shade of a tree, in spite of the fact that you probably would prefer to be in the sun because it is again in the middle of January. Um, yeah. Isaac, after waiting a little while, the elevator... It's been like a month and a half. They probably repaired the elevator. The elevator dings. Um, and uh, Lynn Bosch steps out. Uh, she she looks about as tired as she looked when you first met her, and she kind of scans the reception and spots you <clears throat> sitting in the corner twiddling your thumbs and goes, uh, Oscar, right. Um, 
from uh, when the Anderson group visited that strange day. Um, what brings you here? I, I didn't know you, you knew Seema. Um, yeah, we we ran into each other um, a few times during college. It's just now occurring to me and probably to Isaac um, that she probably was memory wiped of a lot of that. <laughs> um, so. Sweet. Yes. Let me actually kind of redirect where I'm coming at this from. <laughs> um, well, see, okay, well, now I've backed myself into a corner because Isaac is a college student and knows her daughter, and yet he's also part of an investment group, so... <laughs> could have been an intern. <laughs> it could have been an intern, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, he could maybe be, we'll say, like, an executive assistant or something. Okay. Uh, for someone else who couldn't be here today. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me. Um we had a couple of uh, follow-up questions, um, but our, our funding is coming together and we're, we're really excited uh, to put money into Polymer Labs and um, just had a, a couple more things that my boss sent me over uh, to ask you about. Um, my colleague is, is waiting outside if you have just a few moments for us. We wanted to know a little bit more about um, one of your research projects before we, you know, sign the papers. All right. That's a lot, <laughs> but okay. it was no, but it was very well thought through, and we've had enough uh, failures this time that I'm gonna let you get at least a li your foot in the door before we uh, before I make anything go terribly wrong yet. Um, and goes, okay, maybe you you can fill in some blanks about that day as well. It's a little. I seem to, I guess the stress got the better of me. I seem to have lost a bit of that day. Um, you said your associates outside. Let's get them in here and we can have a talk. Sure, sure. I'd be happy to try to compare notes with you. Um, me too. It was quite a flurry of activity. Uh, and he'll uh, kind of wave through the many windows in the lobby um, towards Enif. <laughs> Enif will see the... Uh... What is that wacky arm thing that Isaac's doing and head on over? <laughs> All right. Uh, Enif, as you head on over there, as as you get to the door, you nearly walk into someone, and you just barely manage to kind of swerve out of the way. Uh, and you look over and see Seema, probably not recognizing her at all, and she goes, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I just... Are you going in there, too? Do I recognize her after she talks? That is a character choice for you. Did Enif even interact with Seema at all? I don't think so. Might have, I think. You might have seen her, her at the campery. Yeah, briefly during the wolf fight. Okay, then I don't think she. I don't think Enif would recognize her then, because I don't. Th I don't think they interacted enough that Enif would even remember her. That's fair. Uh, all right, and you you both sort of walk in together, uh, to to the sound of the Welcome to Muncie Polymer Labs, and Seema looks at you, Isaac, and then looks at her mom and just goes, I... Okay, I honestly did not really actually expect you to be here, but, but looks like you're dead set on visiting my mom? Hi, Seema. <laughs> so <laughs> and, cheerful. Uh, <laughs> hey! 
Lynn looks fairly confused. I, uh... Oscar here tells me you know him, or you met at college. So he goes, what, Oscar? And she, she she gives you the most accusatory look, a look that just almost spelled across her face just says, explain. <laughs> yeah, that's my nickname. Um. <laughs> <laughs> my real name is Brian. <laughs> oh, I sometimes Brian. go by Isaac. <laughs> my nickname is Oscar. <laughs> uh, I don't even... <laughs> I don't even... I don't even know where to go from here. <laughs> man um, with a million names. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. Um, um alright. So and and Steve just takes a second to center herself and just goes, You got my number from Priyanka, which I already had a talking to her to her about giving my number out to people, because that's extremely rude. Um and she kind of brushes some hair away from her face and she goes, And then you ask, you reach out to me just to get in contact with my mom. And then when I don't respond, you just come here anyway. I, I'm okay. I'm willing to let most of that slide on account of apparently you have enough grounds to be here that you haven't been tossed about out by the security guard yet. That's, I guess, got to mean something. And. She she looks at you for a second, Enif, and just goes, "I, I don't know what your part in all this is. I, I, you look familiar, but I, I can't really deal with that right now. Um. Just tell me, what you're trying to do here, I, Oscar, I guess. Um, call me whatever, you want. Uh, <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to find research." It's important to me and to someone I know and care about. <laughs> Lynn looks a little confused at this and goes, I thought you were here to talk about investments. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Miss <laughs> oh, Bush, no. I, I'm not here to talk about investments. I can't lie about this. Even if uh, I'm sorry too. Isaac, Kernunus. Kernunos isn't there, but he wants you to know that he's disappointed in you. <laughs> yeah, well, he killed a band, so <laughs> Isaac's disappointed in him, too. So much disappointment in this family. Um, when will we learn to love each okay. other? Uh, Isaac is a goody two-shoes. He's trying to do the right thing. Go ahead and give me a manipulate someone. Give me plus one for just sincerity there. Oh. <laughs> Watch me get it, too. Um, plus one. What do we got? That's an eight. Eight. Um, yeah. Uh, Seema looks at you and looks at at her mom and just goes, "All right, mom. Um, I'm sorry. My friend came here under false pretenses, it, but you know, stuff's been kind of weird for a while. And I, between you and me, I think he knows something about it. And Isaac, I'm willing to to vouch for you and." try and get my mom to help you out here if you will just tell me what's happening you you don't have to be specific if you can't I understand if you're under some kind of duress but you gotta give me something to, to go on man I, I can't just 
put this all on Faith. I know. We we, um, we, we don't have to do it in the lobby, um, but if if we if you want to go up to the archives, you're gonna have to 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 give me something to go on. Do you remember the camping trip? No, not really. That's that's part of the reason I think something's up because my mom also doesn't remember the day two people fell out of a window at her workplace. Yeah, there's there's something bigger going on, and he's kind of sort of be glancing at Enif out of the side of his eye. Like he doesn't want to tell too much, but he's kind of looking to them to make sure that it's okay, like what he's saying and where he's trying to go. Um, who knows if they tell him to you know stop talking and shut up? He might not, but um, <laughs> there there are things happening in the town and. You've seen them. You've been there. You've been exposed to it. Um, but you've had your recollection of those events erased. Um, the camping trip. You have an axe that is, I guess, somehow precious to you. Or or it's maybe been given to you by someone. Um, and I know this because I actually have your real axe. But um, no, I I was given that back by the the animal control people. We we had this conversation already. They gave you back a fake one or a replica or something to help sell you on what they were telling you. Um, I can I can give you your real one back. Uh, it's I have it at home. They don't want you to to remember what's going on. Uh, we don't really even know what it is that's going on, but they're trying to keep it secret. Um, and we're trying to just figure out what it is and get to the bottom of it. And I think that some of the research that's been going on here at your mom's work is really heavily related to it. Uh, Seema takes a moment to take this all in and then wordlessly kind of gives her mom a look, and her mom, after thinking as well for a little bit, gives a little nod and just goes, all right, come with me. Um, we'll, we can head up to the archives under, just say you're here for a tour. Um, I can't guarantee you'll have a lot of time in there, but, well, I, I have a little knowledge about there being secrets, so, but I don't know what those secrets are, so the best I can do is point you in the direction of where they might be. Thank you so much. Lynn just kind of looks at Seema and, and uh, gives her kind of a knowing look, and you all load up into the elevator, and it goes up several floors until you get to the top floor, and she guides you past the uh, doors of the many uh, scientists. Dr. Russell and Dr. Crane's doors both just have, like, white tape over their names. And uh, eventually she leads you into the archives, um, and she goes, um, here, and she tosses uh, you a key, Isaac, goes, that should open the, the uh, black files back there. Thank you. Um, we'll try to be quick. Mm. All right. Um, Isaac, it is at this point, uh, as, as you begin to kind of look amongst the shelves, you remember... Uh, just as a reminder to the player, um, that yeah, the, the information about Ghost was uh, Dr. Russell's personal project. It wasn't necessarily something she was doing for the labs. Okay. 
Um, there are still other things that we can try to figure out here, especially about the magic and the projects going on. For sure. You could also potentially ask for permission to go to her office if you wanted. Yeah. Because uh, one of the things is, like, mm -mm. we know that the orb was tied to the agency. Mm -hmm. um, is there some way we could investigate the files to see if there's any other project that has ties to the agency? Yeah, sure. Um, Will we'll that be what Enos doing is looking for ties to the agency? What is uh, Isaac doing? All the research they have, I guess, on magic. I assume they'd probably be the same ones that Enos looking at. Um, so if that is the case, uh, then he'll probably, you know, do a courtesy poke around um, and then try to go ask permission um, to go to Dr. Russell's office. All right. I think that that would be the, the better use of splitting our thing. So you ask for permission okay. to go to Dr. Russell's office and Lynn considers it for a while and just goes, we'll just have to be very quick with that one. I, I don't think I can let you in there for very much long at all. Um, but yes, I, I can get you in there real quick. Um, in and out. Yep. And Enif, go and give me a, uh, uh, investigate a mystery as you, as you look for ties between the agency and like what the agency might be doing with the labs. That is a 10, you get two questions as you, as you flip through these unlabeled binders uh, on this locked shelf. Mm, what is being concealed here? Uh, a whole fucking lot, it turns out. Mm -hmm. um, you are flipping through these, and even though these are locked up files that are unlabeled to make it hard to flip through them unless you know what you're looking for, uh, they are still, as you sort of discovered the last time with the, the previous binder, uh, there's a lot of redacted information here. Uh, from context clues and having unredacted the previous binder, you can kind of find uh, mentions of what is most likely mentioning the agency uh, and things that are talking about magic. Uh, again, ver very heavily redacted, so it's a lot of guesswork. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, they're, they're, that uh, orb wasn't the only experiment they were doing down below. Um, there's a, a lot of it looks to be dealing with um, Again, guesswork, but killing monsters and destroying magic. Okay, but I uh, but Enif's like identified certain files that are tied to the agency. Yes. Okay. Um, and then can I hold one of my questions and do something else first? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, because the last time we were here, Enif did a trick where they um, used magic to view these the files in a place and time where they before they were redacted. Yeah, that was a cool fucking trick. It was great. You gonna do that again? Can, yeah, I want to try that again. Yeah, give me your uh, use magic roll on that. And then if you pull it off, we'll get you a second question based on that. Uh, nine, what is your glitch? Uh, I'm going to take uh, one harm. All right. Uh, you focus your energies... Uh, trying to do the same trick again, and I think magic probably magical control definitely not to the degree that some uh, pieces of fiction have it, but at least to some degree have to do with your emotional control. And Enif's is not all there at the moment, and nope. so like y your magic kind of flares up and lashes out within you a little bit, uh, and it just it it burns deep within you as you just feel your magic just trying to jump out of your body in random directions. Uh, but you do pull off the trick, and you uh, begin to unveil uh, one of the things. What is your second question? Uh, 
question. My second question is, oops, what happened here? As um, what what are these experiments that that they are doing? Yeah, I think you managed to unveil uh, one particular experiment, and this experiment is it's strange to you. It, the rest of them, you you're kind of guessing that they were about like magic, and so this one, when before you uh, got all the redacted information uh, unredacted. You had assumed it was about like detecting magic users, mm-hmm. uh, like like spellcasters and whatnot. Uh, but as it's going, it it's not talking about magic users. The the term it uses are um, uh, reality breaks, and okay. it talks about locating these, and it, it seems to have had some mild success. And what really worries you about the successes in these cases is that the the uh, what what this article calls the initiation of reality breaks um, are often targeted near where one of you, uh, Isaac, Baron Kernunis, and and you would be. Um, one of them has the location of, of Isaac's apartment. Um, one of them has the location of your shop. Um, like, they, 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 are, they are locations where you live and occasionally, like, where, where you frequent. Um, unfortunately, nowhere in this particular article does it explain what these reality breaks are or how they possibly could relate to you. Um, the only... Does it... Hmm? Sorry. Yeah, does it mention because it says it says a couple locations does it mention the community college at all um yeah I, I think it actually does I, I I think the the like thesis of this study uh, was mentioning the community college as as being like the first one they detected okay um it, it, it mentions that there may have been more before it but it was the, like the, the strongest one uh, that turned them on to the fact that they could detect these. Um, and and you notice that like the timing of these lines up with like as you all became aware of of, of the monsters to hunt. So like it's it's your shop uh, like a day before you went to to, to Camp Longstream. It's it's Isaac's apartment um, the the morning you came to the polymer labs to, to hunt the ghost. And does it mention at all, like, um, because it says, it says reality breaks, but it does it say anything as, like, like, what exactly does that mean? Like, is it a rift? It, is it just... It, it doesn't quite really explain it. They seem to be events, um, that, that, that trigger, uh, something that it only really refers to it as the state, and, like, the first time it mentions the state, it says, like, C reference file, and it's, like, a bunch of numbers and letters that mean nothing to you. Jesus, um, okay. And, like, so it, it's very unclear what these reality breaks are, uh, but, like, the, the sort of conclusion to this is that they are getting stronger, and they are getting more frequent, and the, the writer of this article seems to be 
quite happy about those results. Um, as you, you are, are finishing up your investigation into at least this particular paper, uh, y your magic kind of gets the best of you, and you, you, you feel that pain really sinking into you, and feel you, you probably can't do that to another file anytime soon. Uh, mm -hmm. Which is fine, because at that point, uh, Seema goes, I, I think my mom's saying it's, it's, t it's about time for us to, to get going. Okay. Um, and Enif's gonna, I guess, put... <sighs> Should I attempt to steal a file? That is entirely up to you. Hmm. Is there another one that that because I know Enif looked at this one. Is there another one in my previous investigations where where it was like this one would also be important? Like it it also was like. I mean, you found a number of ones that were related, potentially related to the agency's research here. Okay. You just are only able to unredact one of them. Can I attempt to sleight of hand take the rest of them? You just want to yeah, take like the, of hand, the, the, the stack the whole that you stack. Found? Um, Stunning let's not take the whole. Hands. Let's not take the whole stack, but like, um, see if maybe if maybe Enif can take like, um, because I'm assuming these files are huge. So maybe while like Sima's like I don't know turned around, Enif is gonna try and see if they can. I don't know, sneak out a couple pages from each file that they think at least explains what it is that they're doing? Sure, uh, give me an act under pressure for that, for sure. Don't fuck it up. Cross fingers, cross fingers. That's an eight. Um, you are grabbing them, and here is the, the difficult choice I'm going to give you for that. As as you are grabbing them, you notice Seema starting to turn around, and you kind of have like this moment of decision. You can either grab a bunch, but they will just sort of be randomly grabbed, or you can grab one that you believe will be very important. The one that I believe will be very important. Alright, so you're, you're trying to, like, grab a bunch that it would be important, and no Seema turning around, so you just, in a moment of blind panic, panic just grab the one you're, you're certain is going to be most important out of the group, tuck it into, uh, just, like, your sleeve, and uh, quickly start, uh, quickly put a calm look on your face and just start putting the files back as if nothing happened. And Sima goes. Did uh, I gr did I grab just like a page, or did I grab like a like just, just a, one page, right? A, a, a couple of like relevant pages from a single study. Okay. Um, Sima goes. Are, are you ready? We we need to get out of here. Yeah, I'm ready. Thank you. Uh, and you get up, uh, Isaac. You were let into Doctor Russell's office, and um, you, you kind of slip in, and um, Litlin comes in with you and hops on the computer really quickly, and and types uh, of a few things and just goes I've I've, I've got a a, a director override um, normally wouldn't work but since she's no longer employed here the director overrides necessary in case we need to transfer files to the main system without them around uh, that should grant you access for a little while again uh, can't be very long if ITC is uh, unlogged uh, use of this computer it could be bad for all of us sure um, he'll go and try to, uh, file search for ghost <laughs> and see what ghost turns up. Perfect. Uh, yeah, go and give me that investigative mystery. It's a nine. nine, so you get one question. Uh, I guess the natural one is what is being concealed here? What is being concealed here? That's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, so I think you, you take a look, uh, look up ghost, um, 
and you luckily do after a little bit of a while of spinning it pulls up a file labeled i I don't know ghost research and (laughs) inside there's a bunch of files like labeled with dates and occasionally like a small like note of information and you, you you kind of start skimming them to see if you can find any relevant information and you find a little log uh, so, somewhere it, in, in these various files um, that is they're all just sort of written as like Dr. Veronica just saying like today I, I, I found this that this that and the other and this might imply that this that and the other etc cetera, etc cetera. and this one uh, starts off very the same and she just goes I've discovered some interesting information about ghosts we we tend to categorize them as being this immutable self that persists after we die. Now, I, I've, I've been doing research into to a number of different studies, um, some of them from the Black Files, and some of them that, well, I got from their mainframe. Uh, touchy bit of business that was. Hope that that doesn't get found out. Uh, and then right there, just in parentheses, note to self, delete this file later. Um, and it goes on to say, I'm starting to believe that ghosts might be less of the remnants of ourselves and more of simply an imprint of our personality on the, the energies that flow within us. And when they are violently or supernaturally separated from their host body, they come to have certain beliefs about their identity. I'll have to do more research into this later. And that is the note you get. As uh, Lynn goes, I'm sorry to cut you short so soon, but we we can't be here. Okay, um, thank you. He'll he'll close out the computer, uh, log back off, glancing around are there any other like are there physical binders or journals or papers left or has her office been cleared out uh i think it's mostly cleared out go and give me a um you know, we're just doing act under pressure as you try and find anything on your way out Ugh, a four. um as you start to look around uh Lynn literally grabs your arm. It's it's not like a, a strong grip, but it's like a quick quick grab. And she looks you in the eye and she goes, "Look, it's my head. If you, we get caught in here, we're going now." And she drags you out of the room before you can even complete a search. Uh, you meet with Seema and Enif in the halls, and you are guided swiftly out of the building. And Lynn looks at you, Isaac, and just goes, "I can't do this again." You, you can't come back, okay? Okay. Thank you for... Thank you for letting us in this one time. She nods uh, and heads to the elevator and then looks back at Seema and she goes, I'll see you at home, honey. And uh, Seema goes... Kind of blushes a little bit and she goes, Yeah, Mom, see you there. And you, the three of you walk out of the, the building and uh, Seema turns to you, Isaac, and just goes, Alright. I won't tell Priyanka anything you told me because, well, she's Priyanka. But, please, if there's anything you can tell me that would help to prevent anything, like, 
what I can only assume happened at my mom's work at I literally no idea what might have happened at the camp me and my friends attended. Is there anything you can let me know that can help me make sure that people are safe? I I'd appreciate it, okay, Isaac? Oscar? Isaac. Isaac. The best thing you can do is to keep your eyes and ears open. There's something happening in this town that Isaac and I can't really explain. But we're doing our best to try and keep everyone safe. Just keep your ears and eyes open and be careful. Seema looks at you for a second or two and then just sort of nods and she goes, I will. Um, I'll be in touch, Isaac. And she kind of gives you a little peace sign and then uh, walks on over, like down the street a little bit to a bike rack, unchains her bike and rides it down the street. Later that night, you all reconvene at Balanos' apartment. Uh, Balanos has cooked up a, a, a nice dinner of, uh, I don't know, pork chops and, and green beans. And, and? Potatoes. And? A pan sauce. Very good. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and sits you around the table uh, so that you can all sort of debrief each other. Balanos um, gives you, you all like water or whatever other drinks you request. Some of the beers from the fridge. Sure. <laughs> we gotta save those. <laughs> well, so, I'm... Did you guys find anything? Um... No, but not finding something we... I found something, anyway. Um, okay. They did not let me look at the files I was hoping, but the fact that they are so desperately hiding them uh, certainly points out that the agency is somehow involved in city governance. That makes sense. There's also a confidential section of the archives that might be worth breaking into at some point. At least that explains that the agency has a lot of ties in this town. And they're doing their absolute best to conceal things. I get the feeling an archivist is definitely a part of the uh, of the agency. He made a call when we were there and definitely seemed to be verifying with someone at least that whether or not we should even be in there. Hmm. So we can't exactly probably go back there again without them seeing us. Or at least, I guess, now that I think about it, Cornelius and I cannot go back. <laughs> Well, speaking of places we can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, let's switch <laughs> switch places we went to. <laughs> yeah. Let's do the whole episode over again. I did find some interesting information at the at the uh, Polymer Labs. I was able to go through the archive and see if there were any other experiments that were tied to the agency and there were that orb was not the only thing they were working on and what else did they have going on i wasn't able to look at everything um there were so many redacted files um 
but I, I was able to look at one using magic to try and get a clearer look at what they were doing. And this one experiment was something about detecting reality breaks. It didn't really explain what that was. Um, but the whole experiment was about locating them, and they seemed to be successful. And they found... The weird thing about it, though, was that wherever these reality breaks were created is close to where we live or where we go. The first one they found was at your college, Isaac. And for whatever reason, the timing of them line up with when we're working on discovering different creatures that are within this town. I, I don't know what those reality breaks are or why they're so significant, but they seem to be getting more frequent and whoever was writing this file was really happy about that fact. I wasn't able to look at any of the other ones, but I was able to steal a couple pages from another file and to look at later. Try and see if I can use my magic to look at that one. Do you want to do it now? Um, I, I can't do it right now. It, it, the using the magic on the one file when I was in the, at, in the archive, it, it, it was a lot. I'm going to have to rest a little bit before I can do it again. That's why I stole it. Well, I'm glad it wasn't caught. I found a, a little bit about ghosts. Um, not too much, but the research that Dr. Russell was doing um, seems to indicate that ghosts are not quite what we thought they were. They seem maybe like they're not so much our, you know, afterlives as they are kind of an imprint of what we were when we were alive, but they they change or they it seems like maybe they're not really as real as we thought they were um they're not you know whole beings who are now deceased they're more like echoes of the person's life that kind of just cling on by energy um i'm not sure what that means for iris or why she's acting strange lately but maybe her memory is sort of fading some and she's not as strong Chris, would it have been viable for me to actually get a copy of what I had looked at, or no? Uh, the story I found? I, I think... I think you would have been able to check out uh, that newspaper you were looking at. I think that's fine. Um, and and if you wanted the floodplains I... document, you could have you could <laughs> checked that out. <laughs> I think I just have that somewhere, and I have to return it later. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, you, you've got that... Uh, um, well, Isaac, I don't, I don't know if it helps, but I mean, it seems like, at least if you're trying to remember anything, this was, this was all I could find in the, uh, in the archive about, I guess, w- what happened to Iris. Uh, obviously, it's t- totally covered up and made to look normal, but I don't know, maybe if anything sparks her memory or something in you, maybe this might help. I've tried sort of talking to her about the river and when we went there she really didn't want anything to do with it um but maybe we can do a little bit of digging uh without her 
Thank you, Baron. No problem. Does the article happen to um, list like her parent names? Uh, yeah, I think I think it would. Um, parents of of the the child, and then list their names, whatever they may be. Okay. Rupert and Griselda. Wow. There we go. That's their canon names now. <laughs> Rupert and Griselda, who had a child and named her Iris. Wild. <laughs> well, a little bit normal for the child there, I guess. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe we could, uh, I don't know, see if there's anybody else that is at least related to them that's in the town. It is strange that everything else is redacted, not redacted. Um, it is strange that no one else is named in the article, though. Yeah, nobody witness-wise even bothered or I guess even tried to give their name unless they redacted it out of it and just kind of overrid it, so. No luck there. Is there, is there, is there an author of the article missing? It, it is written by a, a journalism intern, Ethan McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> 